Welcome back to Rotation, Episode 7. It's Mason Lieb again, alongside Jake Nissy. If you're here for the Mr. Throwback promotional code, stick around. We got you covered. You'll go get your merch. A little later on in the episode, we'll let you know what that code is, and then drop by Mr. Throwback. Jake, it's Nick season. It's my worst nightmare is what it is. It can't be fun for you. No. You know, you got the Knicks, you got the Heat, two teams that... First of all, I don't really like. Besides that, it just it makes you think about. You know, I'm I'm a selfish Nets fan that only thinks about the Nets, but it makes you think about where the Nets could be if they didn't blow it all up in in an Eastern Conference that looks pretty wide open right now. Should New Yorkers beside yourself be excited about the Knicks right now? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Ex- I'm not policing excitement. No, I hear I'm you. I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm just. That that's my that's my feelings. What I mean to ask though is this a fluke or do they have a little run in them right here? The Knicks? Yeah. Um, I mean I I don't I think they could win the series. I mean, actually they should win the series. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I have a friend that's a Heat fan that may or may not be listening to this. Um, but I think this Heat team is like actually really unimpressive player for player for a second round team mm-hmm. and that keeps kind of like resulting with me getting egg in my face because they keep pulling shit out of their ass that is surprising. But um, you wear it like a champ. I wear it like a champ. I mean, you you could wipe the egg off your face. Well, but, listen uh, for the rest of the New Yorkers that are actually excited about a Knicks run. It's been a fun time for me. Not that I'm necessarily a Knicks fan, but I've been. Well, here I feel for- like every Lakers fan just gets to have well, two teams. Uh, you don't and even it's make like personal. it's like oh, I get to have both coasts. <laughs> it's like most people have one team. But um, besides the besides that, listen, I've been romanticizing New York during this run. I've been listening to all the hits. You're talking Sinatra, Ice Spice, See, exactly Sinatra <laughs> to Ice Spice to Jay Z, Empire State of Mind. Uh, I plug those AirPods in. It's Knicks season, and I walk around looking at the tall buildings. What have you been listening to? I've been I've been on a little bit of like a old rock kick. I was texting my dad the other day, kind of like just like yo, give me some recommendations, give me tap me into some to some older stuff. I'm getting bored a little bit with the newer newer age stuff. So a little bit of Pink Floyd, a little bit of Joe Jackson. Um, yeah, just I don't know. It, I go through phases where so fun, so generational. Yeah, I fi- I feel like you're being condescending. No, but. not at all, um, Jake. Why don't you tell the fans about our guest this week? Yeah, we got NYCFC goalie Luis Barraza. Um, you know, he, he's been with the club since 2019. He, he was drafted then, but it's kind of been an interesting um, journey for him, spending pretty much every year before this year as a backup under the previous goalie, Sean Johnson. So he's really kind of bided his time, waited, and he, he's, he's the guy now. He's the number one. And uh, beyond that, he's the locker room DJ. It's the second second kind of DJ. If, if you've listened from the start, we had Drew Yearwood across the Hudson River. We've got another locker room DJ now who's responsible for the vibes in what is a very uh, eclectic locker room. Guys from all over. Um, and, and Vibe-centric. Vibe-centric. And he, he takes it seriously, and it, it was a great talk with him. And if you include uh, DJ Paws, it's our third DJ on the show. That's true. Yeah, that's a little, little bit of a loophole there, but yeah. Yeah. So without, a real DJ. Exactly. Yeah. Without further ado, Luis Barraza. We are here with NYCFC goalie, MLS Cup champ, and unfortunately, 
Marquette alum, Luis Barasa, Luis, Wisconsin grad here. So we're already off on a bad note, but how are you? I'm good. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of friction there be, uh, between both two, uh, schools, but uh, listen, <laughs> we can make it work for about 20 minutes. It's fine. 20 minutes, we can we can handle it. Settle yourselves for the interim. We'll be okay. Yeah, we could we could do that. Um, so you know, just before we get into your sort of personal music taste, and we've sort of heard quite a bit about. Uh, you know, your expertise there, if you will, just, just tell us about your, your pregame locker, you're sorry, your pregame routine, uh, you know, games coming up. What is, what is the process like in a day for you kind of getting into the zone? Right. No, I think, uh, I think usually what we, what I do on a game day would be probably just, you know, wake up, have some breakfast and, you know, meetings and, and whatnot. We have, we usually have three, four hours uh, for ourselves before we actually have to, uh, you know, eat our pregame meal and then and and head to the game. So, you know, in in those four hours, I, I like to you know maybe nap a little bit. Um, I always carry my speaker with me on, on trips because I'm a big I'm a big music guy. So you know, uh, if I'm not napping, I, I could be you know bumping some music, uh, you know, from reggaeton to you know uh, hip hop, whatever. Um, uh, I like to do that. And then, you know, weirdly enough, uh, you know, there, there's the, the norm is that a lot of players like to, you know, plug in their 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 earphones as they go on the bus to to the stadium and walk into the locker room, uh, you know, hearing music. And uh, I think, again, weirdly enough, I I don't do that. I actually try to, you know, uh, stay in the moment and, you know, not kind of not listen to music uh, right there and then. But, um, you know, once we get into the locker room, you know, there, there's there's we got the speaker there and um, I'm the, uh, I guess, unofficial DJ for the locker room. So I, uh, I, I get the I control the vibes in the locker room if you if you would want to put it that way. Uh, but, yeah, no, listen to music before the game and uh, even after the warm up, listen to some more music. And then, you know, uh, after that, we're, we're out to, to play. Is it like ramping up? from like beginning of warm up or beginning of sort of getting there to, you know, when you're getting closer to the game, how, how does that kind of, what's that journey, I, I guess, like for you? Right. No. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of try to, you know, uh, manage the, uh, manage the, uh, the energy, uh, with, with the music, you know, uh, I think for starters, you know, I, I created a little playlist with, with some songs that I can play. Uh, you know, I try to start with some, cool, you know, Afro beats, you know, nice little chill vibe uh, while everybody, you know, is getting, you know, their uniform on and whatnot. But uh, I think once I'm dressed and, you know, I tape up my my fingers and my wrist, I, I, I start kind of ramping up, you know, a little bit of hip hop, some reggaeton here and there. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I, I kind of manage that that group. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, I think, you know, uh, when we get there, I kind of start with, you know, some Afro beats, a little slow reggaeton and then kind of start uh, ramping up the uh, the energy. Love it. Luis, one thing that we uh, that we talk about, we, we try and ask all of our guests, has your pregame music routine and the way that you sort of interact with m- music as an athlete, has it changed as you've developed as an athlete, as you've developed as a professional from, say, when you were in high school versus college versus, you know, now? Are you, are you kind of interacting with music the same way? Has your taste, your pregame taste changed? Um, what's that like for you at this point? For sure. For sure. I think uh, once, you know, obviously as an athlete, you, you come across uh, a lot of people, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different cultures. So 
I think uh, definitely, certainly throughout the years, you know, meeting meeting new people from with uh, new uh, ethnicities and backgrounds, I think uh, uh, it's definitely changed uh, throughout the course of the years. Um, you know, uh, going back to one of my teammates, uh, Sebi Biaga, he, he used to play here a couple of years ago. And, you know, uh, you know, we became really, really good friends after, the, after you know, two, three years together. And, you know, he, he's one that really got me into, you know, the Afrobeats kind of uh, culture and, and, you know, Burner Boy and all, and all those, those big guys in the Afrobeats uh, uh, genre. And, you know, uh, I've always been a big fan of reggaeton, obviously, uh, a Latino. So uh, I've always liked that hip hop as, uh, as well. Um, so, so, yeah, man, I, I think, um, again, throughout the course of the years, as you meet new people, you, you, you know, um, you hear new music and, you know, there's obviously music that you don't even understand the lyrics to, but you, you, you enjoy the, 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 the melody, the music and, and whatnot. So, so yeah, certainly. That make that makes a lot of sense. I, um, I'm also curious just in terms of like your own music taste, obviously, you're from New Mexico and in a region of the country where there's a ton of Latino influence. You're also of Mexican heritage. Has your Mexican heritage and your upbringing, maybe through family, um, influenced your music taste at all? Is there, is there, you know, does, does that still play play a part in the kind of music you listen to? Certainly, I think uh, growing up, my 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 dad um, used to have these three big artists from Mexico, just nonstop, which were. Uh, Marco Antonio Solis, uh, Juan Gabriel, and Juan Sebastian. Those are the three, the three biggest guys he he used to listen to. And you know, with those, a bunch of other Mexican artists that uh, that he enjoyed listening listening to. So I think you know, every single day I would listen to. I think I, I by heart I know more than two hundred songs that these that these guys sang. So um, I think uh, you know, Mexican music was a really really big part of of my upbringing and you know I, I still enjoy listening today and um probably not probably something that I wouldn't listen to before a game but uh but definitely something that I enjoy on, on a daily basis where you know um some days I'm like okay I, I'm feeling more reggaeton vibes or you know if I'm if I really want to go back to to my roots I you know kind of more uh, uh Mexican style music you know banda and, and, and mariachi and all that so yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, different different groups, different moods for sure. Esteban me- mentioned if there's a there's a barbecue, you're on the ox there. Maybe maybe that's a barbecue vibe. It seems like seems like a good fit for that. For sure, for sure. I think uh, we actually had a barbecue at the at the facility a couple of weeks ago, and you know, uh, as it may be, you know, an honor. But you know, they they handed me the the, the phone, and I, I was kind of messing with the with the with the songs. You know, there we have some Brazilian guys. I was trying to play some some uh, brazilian music and you know we had latinos in the in the in the in the team so i had to play some south american uh vibes there and you know obviously the the american guys so tossing a, a little bit of hip-hop in there as well so yeah i mean any anyone who gets the ox knows it's it's a lot of responsibility but it's it's uh it's a it's a compliment if you're if you're getting that um you mentioned the Brazilian, you know, South American sort of influence in the team. Obviously, you guys have just like a crazy melting pot in the locker room. You know, being the guy that sort of, um, you know, is sort of directing the vibes, if you will, with with the ox in the locker room. I mean, what what is that? What is that vibe to use the same word like? I mean, are, is it just a million guys kind of asking for different stuff? Like, how how does that stuff sort of rub off on you? Uh, yeah, no, I think I certainly 
um, I certainly try to, you know, before or prior to the game or, you know, during the week, if, you know, maybe someone else hops on the, on the ox, you know, in the locker room in the gym um, and, you know, they start playing some, you know, Argentinian cumbia or what, whatnot, like the Brazilian uh, song. I try to go ask and, yo, what's the, what's the name of the song? You know, I can, you know, maybe add it to, to the, to the playlist and, uh, you know, just kind of navigate it that way. Um, but yeah, rather than, you know, guys going to, you know, during, during, during the, the time that we're at their locker room, you know, guys come up to me and they're like, Oh, this song, that song. And obviously I'm not going to say no. Right. Like, you know, during the week I, I asked if I, if I hear something and it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to add it to the playlist. And you know, that way on game day, it's all ready. It's all, it's all automatic. For sure. Um, I mean, we know that, or, or I know that I think Sean Johnson used to be um, the DJ in the locker room from what I was told. I mean, has how, how does the process kind of work of, of the baton, if you will, being passed on to you? It's I a mean, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, there, you know, there, there's a, there was, there was a whole bunch of uh, responsibilities uh, passed down, I guess, if you want to say it, uh, if you want to say it that way, but um, the most important one too, but yeah, exactly. Um, I think, no. So, Certainly, there was a, there was a, a, I wouldn't say divide, but there was a, there was a, a, a section or a, a portion of the, of the locker room kind of, uh, vi- or, you know, time where I got the ox and then he got the ox. So usually when we got to the locker room, um, the equipment uh, manager would uh, hand me the phone and obviously I would start playing songs, and then. As soon as we went out, we came back in after the warm up to to get dressed, and that's when uh, Sean would uh, would be on the ox, and you know uh, he would be kind of managing that 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 side of things. So I think for starters, as soon as we got into the locker room, it was me, and then obviously he he handled the the grooves uh, after after warm up. So there was a there was a nice little cold out there. So you guys split time a little bit, phased you in, so you, so now you're ready. It was a the... nice smooth transition. It sounds yeah. like, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. exactly, exactly. We, we we saw a picture on Instagram. I think it might have been over the pandemic of you playing the guitar. Is that a new hobby, an old hobby? Um, do you make your own music? What's that about? Yeah, no, certainly don't make my own music. Um, not not I'm not there yet. Uh, I hopefully one day maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, certainly a hobby that I picked up. Uh, in 2019, my first year here, um, nothing special. I think one day I was just sitting at home, you know, bored, and I was listening to some Spanish rock, and I was like, "Wow, like that sounds that sounds amazing!" Like I, I wish I could I could play. And I looked into it. I bought my guitar, and you know, I started I, I started kind of uh, learning how to play, uh, you know, some chords and and and, and strings and, and everything. So I think it just came out of boredom. And then you know, during the pandemic, we had you know, extends time at home and there was nothing to do. So that uh, kind of helped me develop a little bit more uh, as a guitar player. Uh, certainly in the uh, beginner process still, you know, I, I, I kind of, after the pandemic, I kind of slacked a little bit, but uh, I'm back at it the, this year and hopefully soon uh, uh, I, I call myself a more moderate, uh, you know, guitar player there you go album dropping soon you hear it here first yeah i mean me, <laughs> me, me and mason are both uh i guess novice 
ish level piano player. So yeah, yeah. I picked it up could, the same time yeah. as you, and I also slacked at the same time as you. So we're you know yeah we'll figure it out. Maybe I'm, we'll collab. I'm trying to as long as I'm better than Mason. That's all that all that matters. Got to me. me beat by a mile. So just going back to Sean for a second. Obviously, he was someone that you learned a lot from. Um, and you know you definitely had to sort of bide your time, uh, be patient, and sort of you know getting your chances. Uh, you know with NYCFC in net getting on the field. How challenging was it to sort of, you know, stay patient and sort of, you know, just kind of stick with that process from from when you got drafted? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a recurring question. And I think uh, uh, my answer is always the same. And, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to change where I think, uh, you know, those four years, there were certainly uh, there wasn't a lot of frustration uh, the first two two years because I understood that, you know, I was learning and it, it was going to be a process. And. You know, because I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw the team, I saw the talent, I saw the, the, the level of, of, of detail that I had to go into, into the job. So, I, um, I, I wasn't beating myself uh, up. I, I was just like, listen, these first two years, I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can. After my second year, my third year, I got, you know, um, the backup goalkeeper left for, for another team, and I was promoted to, to backup. So, um, you know. Uh, certainly at the end of the third year and maybe last year too, that's when uh, there was a little bit more frustration because I felt that I was ready to, to kind of step into the job. But I also understood that, you know, he's a, he's an experienced guy and he's a, he was a leader in the team. So um, I guess I kind of, you know, understood that I had to play the role of the backup and, and I, and I did that uh, and I did just that um, my third and fourth year um, in which, you know, again, took the mentality of like, listen, I, I, I'm going to learn as much as I can keep learning, keep, uh, keep, uh, growing as a player. So, uh, there was certainly a lot more frustration building up, uh, through the final, uh, or through the last or through the third and fourth year. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I took it as a, you know, as an opportunity for me to, to grow. Uh, so that once the, the responsibility and the job was hand, uh, handed down to me, I, I think, uh, I would have been ready, which, which I was, and I'm I'm glad I went through that uh, that journey. Yeah, that makes sense. You talk about um, two years ago. Obviously, you guys win a championship, you win it all. Just to bring it back to music, what do you listen to after winning the championship? Like, what what song meets that moment? Do you remember? <laughs> I think I think if you if you you know randomly you you just start playing Peppas. <laughs> I think every single every single guy, every single guy in that team, every single guy in the squad, every single staff member, everybody that was in that party at in that building after the match, I think, you know, as soon as you start playing the song, you know, the bells go off and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's that's it. That's it. We listen to that song at the party. We listen to the song like on the plane. When we were back in New York, and uh, yeah, man, I, if you if you play that song anywhere in the world to anyone that was in that team uh, that year, I, I think you just bring back so many memories. Which I think uh, that's what music does a lot. You know, I, I think it takes you back to maybe uh, um, a time where you know there was there was a good vibe and great time. So I think again, I think Peppas would be the the anthem for for that uh, for that championship. I, I get the feeling that James Sands might have been taking or making requests during that or, or stealing your phone even. He he was having a good time. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I think uh, 
he uh he he might know a, a couple words from the song as well. So I think when you get James Sands to to kind of learn the song, that that's when you know it's it, it's good. That's when you know it's doing its job. Yeah. Uh, just to touch on, sorry, the, the other side of that question, what do you listen to in the locker room or, or on the you know way home after a brutal loss? How does the vibe change? Do you listen to music at all? Depressing, depressing music. No, I think uh, uh, you know it's usually usually I don't I don't really listen to 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 anything. I I uh, I usually you know after games I I try to you know I call my family, I call my dad and my mom, uh, my sister. We kind of get on these like group calls and I just call them. I was like, yo, like, what what'd you, what'd you guys think about the game and, and whatnot? Um, you know, I, I, I can't really tell you that I listen to music right after just because maybe after a loss, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated, but, uh, uh, but yeah, um, I usually, I usually just, just call people, uh, stay away from, from that, from that music, well, from music a little bit. How do you find like the general atmosphere at Yankee Stadium, I guess when you you're coming out and and they're playing music in the stadium, and beyond that, are there other stadiums in MLS that that you particularly like the vibes at the the atmosphere when you're when you're getting ready? Yeah, um, obviously, I think I think um, at Yankee Stadium, obviously, it's 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 our home, and um, you know there there's a lot of I've. You know, we lived some great moments uh, there as a as a backup and now as a as a starter. Um, and you know, once you know, I'm I'm the first one out there uh, for warmups. And you know, it kind of you know when you, when you hear the music and, and the people in the stands, uh, kind of you know shouting at you and, and and encouraging you. I think that's that's just an awesome feeling to to get as a player as you, as you step out and 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 start your your routine. Uh, obviously, a way. Uh, I I kind of like it too because you know you step out and it's it's the the villain energy where you step out and everybody's booing at you everybody's trying to get a piece of you and 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 yell at you but you know uh, I kind of uh, I I like that actually you know people yelling at me and, and everything and me just kind of getting into the zone so um, I wouldn't really uh, have a favorite uh, away stadium uh, but uh, but certainly. I think any away game for me is is good uh, because I, I kind of I I, I want to say I feed off of that, so it's it's good. Hate fueled by the hate. <laughs> we're gonna take a we're gonna take a really quick break here to tell you about a big exciting opportunity that you're not gonna want to miss. Guys, Mr. Throwback and the Rotation Podcast have teamed up for an exclusive offer only for Rotation Podcast listeners. This is big. Jake, tell the fans a little bit about Mr. Throwback. Yeah, Mason, Mr. Throwback is your spot for vintage sportswear, jerseys, hats, hoodies. They got it all. Billie Eilish is getting her new Knicks hat there. The Jonas Brothers are getting stuff there. You should be too. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into their storefront. It's on 437 East 9th Street or go online www.mrthrowback.com and you're going to give them the promotional code rotation one that's r-o-t-a-t-i-o-n number one okay and you're going to get 10 percent off all merchandise in store or online again that's rotation one make sure you stop by mr throwback i have a 1996 atlanta uh, olympics windbreaker it's sick 
Go get your merch at Mr. Throwback and use the promo code ROTATION1. Do it. All right, so, I mean, obviously, when you're in net, you're hearing the fans come on New York, especially if it's especially if it's a win. They're, they're going to be singing that loud. Um, I'm sure that's great to hear. But beyond that, do you have a favorite New York song that, that speaks to you or, or an artist that I guess being, being in this area now that, that you kind of resonate with a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, there, there's a Spanish song that they, that they sing. Um, uh, I, I can't really remember how it goes right now, but, uh, there, there's, there's a Spanish song that I like a lot. And obviously the, the song that you just sang, I, I think, or any song, honestly, when, when, when you hear that, you know, th those songs that are so familiar to us, um, you know, whether we're winning or losing, when we're winning, you know, it's awesome because, you know, it gets, it gets the guys going and, and we kind of fuel off of that. And when you're uh, kind of on the back foot at home, I kind of, again, encourages you to, to go out there and, 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 you know, look for the game and, and look for that goal that, uh, that is going to give you, uh, either the tie or the tie or, or the win. So um, I think uh, when you when you know when when you start listening to to the people sing you know the the songs and you know it gets louder and louder as the as that game goes on. I think uh, you know for us as players, it's, that's that's awesome. I mean, obviously, Queens has such a big Hispanic community. Um, I mean, being with with your Mexican heritage, is that something that when when you're hearing guys you know, maybe, maybe fans, I don't know, singing in Spanish or kind of have that, having that similar background. Is that something that really kind of means that, that bit extra to you? Uh, with my, with my kind of, um, with my background, I think, uh, I would even call myself lucky that I get to kind of enjoy both sides of, of, of the, uh, of the experience, right? Like, because maybe, some of the guys that don't speak English uh, don't really understand or, or get the feeling for, for the songs in English. And, you know, some of the guys in, in, you know, that don't know Spanish don't really get the feeling for, for the chants in, in, in Spanish. So I think for me personally, I think it's, it's awesome for, uh, for me to really understand and, and, and listen to these, to these songs, whether it's in English or Spanish, um, because, um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, not a lot of people can do that. So, uh, it's just special for me. It's just special. And, uh, um, yeah, I think I remember the song. It goes, ole, 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 yo cada dia te quiero. Yeah. So when they start singing that, that's, that's when, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're going yeah, off. You, you guys yeah. got to be up three, nothing if that's, if that's the case <laughs> or, or, or at least, or at least tied. It's probably, probably not if you guys are losing, but late second half, you know, three goal, three goal, uh, advantage. I, I think that's when, that's when they, uh, they start singing that. And I mean, you know, if you guys, not if, when you guys are bumping this in the locker room or, or maybe after a win, I mean, is, is coach Nick Cushing getting involved at all? Is, are the coaches just going straight back to the office and taking notes? Like, you know, do, do, do your bosses, so to speak, are they getting involved in this stuff at all? Or are they kind of keeping it? I mean, we, we know Ronnie Daler ripped his shirt off after you guys won the title. You guys haven't done that yet under Nick, but I mean, is he getting involved in celebrations like that at all or, or not quite? I think, uh, well, I would even say that, you know, after maybe, you know, a regular season match, um, you know, 
our coaches usually go back and and, and to the office and, and discuss the game. Uh, and, you know, it's only the players that are uh, in the locker room celebrating. But, um, you know, going back to last season when we won Campeones Cup, um, that was uh, that was a moment where, you know, the club got a trophy and it was uh, actually uh, Nick's first, uh, I guess, trophy as well for the club. And, you know, I, I think in those moments, uh, that's when, you know, all everything, you know, um, goes out the window and everybody just gets together in the locker room and you chant and you sing. And, you know, it's it's these are the moments that you kind of remember for and cherish forever. And uh, so, yeah, and I think uh, after, you know, you win a big game or, or a derby or whatnot, you know, you, you get the co whole coaching staff in the locker room just, just chanting and, and singing and, you know, ch uh, sharing that joy. I think that makes sense. Um, I want to talk about Campeones Cup and you winning man of the match last year. What was that like for you as an athlete to, to uh, achieve something like that? Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think it's, it, it was awesome. It was amazing, an amazing feeling uh, to, to be on the pitch and, and kind of, uh, even though it was just one game, kind of uh, having that uh, on your, on your, you know, on your background, right? Like, you know, playing that game and, and you know, gift or, you know, winning a, a trophy for, for your club and you know that kind of I kind of felt uh you know this amazing feeling because you know the this club has our granted me the opportunity to to become a uh, professional and uh up until up until then I felt like I hadn't gotten the chance to kind of give back and that was one of the moments where I was like listen uh you know I I, I got this trophy not not only for for the team for the guys for myself but also for for the club so it, it was kind of uh that uh that feeling of like, okay, well, uh, I finally kind of uh, paid back everything that I've, that I've, you know, gotten here. It's been awesome kind of watching you step up in, in that role. Obviously it kind of started with that game last year. Um, you know, we, we really appreciate your time um, and we're going to, we're going to get you out of here. We're just going to end it with a light one. What, what have you been listening to recently? Has, has there been something that has caught your, your attention a little bit, a, a recent album, you know, a recent find, if you will, what, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to uh, leave our listeners with that, that tells us about you a little bit? Uh, apparently uh, this guy had been really uh, out there uh, in the, you know, uh, in, in the, in the crowds a lot. Uh, I think he, he just became, uh, you know, very, very well known uh, Colombian singer Fade. Um, I think he, he's starting to, to really, you know, um, become really really popular and i just I, I learned about him a couple of months ago and you know i've been listening to his music and you know uh, he's uh he's one of the uh up-and-coming artists in the in the reggaeton scene so i've been uh enjoying that a lot and you know hopefully he can what was his name f f e i d f e i d all right we'll, okay we'll queue it up in the we'll, rotation we'll playlist up. we'll queue it up awesome. luis thank you so much for your time man we really appreciate it Best of luck with the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Thanks, Luis. Really appreciate it. Awesome, guys. Thank you guys so much. There you have it. NYCFC's Luis Barasa. Great interview. Yeah, loves having Luis on. And guys, that code is not going to last forever. Go out there and use it. Get to the store. Get to the website. You got maybe a week, a little bit longer. Um, really until our next episode comes out and then there's going to be a new code. So go out there and use it.
Thank you again for listening. We'll see you soon. That code is ROTATION1. R-O-T-A-T-I-O-N. ROTATION1. Somebody can spell. Thanks for listening.